Brooklyn. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. This is what I like. This is what us Brooklyn Nets fans have been waiting for. This is what Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving together have been waiting for. It's not the first time they're playing together in the playoffs. But there's a different there's a different sense of urgency here for these Brooklyn Nets. And I'm going to I'm just going to go over a few things uh regarding this opening series against the Boston Celtics. Um, I'm, I might be a little all over the place, but I'm going to touch on a couple things that I think personally are going to be important in this series because make no mistake about it. If you follow me on Twitter at Raw Uncut Sports, I talk a lot of shit regarding the Boston Celtics, but I, 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 I've said it many times when I talk about the Mets, I keep it real. Um, or at least I try to, you know, I think I do. Boston Celtics this season are a pretty good team, okay? Um, we all know they didn't start off great during the season. Then, you know, somewhere around the end of December, start of January, they just kind of transformed into this defensive demon type of team. Tatum has stepped up. They were out. Uh, Marcus Smart was out for a while, and they were able to really still play well. You know, they had a couple ugly losses uh, in between there, but they were they were able to still play well without Marcus Smart, who is their defensive guy, who is their you know the the, the engine of that team, if you will. Um, so this is a very good, sound Boston Celtics team. I'm not taking nothing away from them. In fact, they beat us three out of the four games uh, this season. So Tatum dropped 54 on us. On that one, uh, that you know, the, the last game on Sunday afternoon. Um, so, you know, this is not going to be an easy series for for Brooklyn, especially if Brooklyn plays in certain areas like they did in the regular season, because it's really going to be important for the Brooklyn Nets to play defense. We can throw everything out the window because th these are the playoffs now. But, I mean, it's pretty much a given that for the past two, three seasons, Brooklyn Nets defense hasn't been all that great. They have shown that it can be good, that it can that it can stop uh, momentum and drives of the opposing team. But they really don't lock down the way they should. They've known to have big leads against lesser uh, teams than, than the Nets. And they've somehow fight their way through and, you know, get close. Like games during the season against the Hornets, against the Rockets. So it's going to be really important for the Brooklyn Nets to play some lockdown defense. They're going to need that in order to stop Jason Tatum because Tatum is their guy. Uh, Brown can be two. Brown is a little more of a two-way player. But, you know, I believe the uh, it's really going to come down to the Brooklyn Nets 
defense in this series. And if they advance, it's going to be key in the next series and the series after that. Um, and speaking of defense, it's going to be interesting to see how much Boston really likes to switch on screens because that forces Boston to play one-on-one -on -one defense. And against a different team that may work, but when you have a team of Durant and Kyrie, man, those guys are probably, you know, one of the top five, top seven one-on-one -on -one guys um, to go up against. It's going to be really tough to defend that, you know. Uh, but again, Boston has proven that their defense is, you know, might be built for, for this. Um, so we'll, we'll see how much they switch on screens. Um, but going back to the Brooklyn Nets defense, they're going to have to bring it, man. You know, let forget how they played during the regular season. Brooklyn has a chance to show it's up to the task. And if they let, you know, Tatum drop 54 again, Brooklyn's not going to win. Plain and simple. So we got to find a way to, you know, hold hold Tatum a little bit, you know. I mean, if he, he can have his game, one game, but he can't go off on us. We got to be able to, to protect the rim. And Tatum is one of the best at attacking the rim. So, uh, you know, it's going to be important for Claxton and Drummond to be up for that challenge. You know what I mean? So it's going to be really interesting. This is what I call a game of Tom and Jerry. Um, because these teams are pretty evenly matched, I would say. You know, if you give the edge to Boston, I would say it's not by much. If you give the edge to Brooklyn, it's not by much. So it's really going to be a Tom and Jerry cat and mouse type of game. Therefore, the head coaching, the coaching here, the game plans, the schemes, the matchups, the timeout calling, the challenges. All that is going to be humongous. I don't know how to pronounce Boston Celtics head coach, and I don't care. But all I know is that Steve Nash better bring his A game, and he better be ready to coach. He can't be fucking around in this series. And, you know, it. He he's shown that he can... Coach a well game, but he's also shown that he doesn't coach a good game at times. And he's very lucky to have Durant and Kyrie. Like, I don't think we understand as Brooklyn Nets fans how lucky we are to have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on the team. Those guys have so much basketball knowledge and they're so dedicated to their craft that they are just so good. And I think that a lot of times overshadows... Steve Nash, Steve Nash's lack of coaching experience and all that stuff. So it's going to be really important where in the game he calls a timeout, how he uses his bench, you know what I'm saying? So the first game could be a feel-out game, but after that he's got to adjust. And in basketball, in every sport really, but in basketball, you have a chance to make adjustments because this is not the NFL where you have only one game in the playoffs. You know what I mean? You have a chance to adjust. And 
you get to see in games one and two on the road what the other team is doing. Now you come back home, you got to be ready to defend. You got to be ready to counter. And I ain't going to lie. Steve Nash worries me a little bit. I don't have a lot of faith in him. So it's going to be, you know, that's another area of concern with this team. And it's going to be super important to see how uh, Steve Nash reacts to what the Boston Celtics throw at him. So it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be a really interesting series. I have no doubt that this has a very good chance of going seven. Um, so, you know, ultimately I think for Brooklyn to win, they're going to have to be carried by the offense when, and you know, I'm, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but when you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, I mean, shit, I, I like my chances. You know what I'm saying? And that's not even throwing in the fact that Ben Simmons might play and real quick on Ben Simmons. Look, if you follow me on Twitter, man, I never had a doubt that Ben Simmons was going to play. The Nets have a way of, I'm not going to say lying. I'm going to say not telling us everything through the media because they, they keep things very close to the chest. And I think that's just the Brooklyn Nets way. That's how they choose to do things. Uh, they'll let you figure it out. I figured it out. A while back that Ben Simmons was playing. I have no doubt that he is. I think when you're on a team. That is led by Kevin Durant. And Kyrie Irving. But specifically Durant. Ben Simmons is not going to be able to fuck around. I believe Ben Simmons does want to play. I think he's ready to play. But his. His game is going to. His game is really going to. Surprise a lot of people. I've been saying it on Twitter. Ben Simmons doesn't have to shoot the rock not one time. This is why I thought Ben Simmons was a perfect fit in Golden State. Because he would really not have to shoot the ball one time. That, you know, Golden State likes to run the ball. They like they like to push the pace. And that's why I kept saying when Ben when you insert Ben Simmons on this Brooklyn Nets team, especially once the board is grabbed and they start up and running. The pace of this team and the ball movement is going to be crazy. I promise you it's going to be crazy. They showed little flashes of ball movement. I believe it was a game against the Grizzlies, which we ended up losing. But the ball movement and the pace was unbelievable. I think Ben Simmons being the head of that offense once he grabs that board cuz Ben Simmons is a he'll 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 get you a triple double so you know he's getting about 10 11 12 boards all right and they're not boards that are just they're not basketballs that are just dropping on his lap he's going up and he's getting those boards all right so once he gets that basketball, he is going to be the head of that offense and he is going to push the pace. I promise you, it's going to be a different offensive Brooklyn Nets team. It's going to look different. It's going to feel different. And we all remember where Kevin Durant came from, right? He played a couple seasons with the Golden State Warriors. Three, right? So... He understands 
how it is to run an offense like that and how effective an offense like Steve Kerr runs is to the to to the game, to what they're trying to do. So I have no doubt that a little bit of that is being incorporated with the Brooklyn Nets offense. I don't mean to get off off topic here, but it's just something that came to mind. So I, you know, I, I'm and I'm just saying that to say that Ben Simmons is going to complement this this offense. Uh, it's going to be a very good up tempo offense. I like that. Um, but again, you know, we gotta we gotta. We got to look at both sides of the ball because both sides of the ball are very imperative to what they're trying to do as a team. So that defense is, again, is going to be have to be top-notch. Um, let's see. I got some notes here. Uh, obviously, you know, the matchup between KD and Kyrie versus Tatum and Brown. You know, we know that's going to be there. It's going to be the other stuff. It's going to be the role players, the bench players, uh, Pritchard with with um, with Boston. It's going to be Patty Mills. Patty Mills is going to be a really important part. He's got to make his minutes count because he started off great in the first month of, of the season. And then, fuck, I don't know what happened to the guy, but he... He kind of disappeared a little bit. Like we forgot that Patty Mills was even on the team. Um, and opposite of that is Bruce Brown, who Bruce Brown after James Harden, who if you follow me on Twitter at Raw and Cut Sports, I loved James Harden. Psych. Uh, after James Harden got traded, Bruce Brown's game really stepped up. So. Uh, it's going to be important for him to continue that. He's also kind of like a little bit of the team's motor. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he's everywhere. He, he's he's involved in the hustle plays. It's very nice to have a player like Bruce Brown on the team. Like he's really been our our third wheel. And you know when all all things considered, when you think about it, we trade away James Harden for Ben Simmons, who's not even playing. And Bruce Brown steps up as 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 the third wheel, so he's filled some some pretty big shoes, and he's shown that you know he can he can ball. You know what I'm saying? Like he can ball. He, he take, and he does it on both sides of the of the court. So that's gonna be big for the Brooklyn Nets role uh, players and bench players to really step it up. Because here's the thing. And I'm pretty sure we all know this. If 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 we've invested our time this season in watching Brooklyn Nets games, the Brooklyn Nets tend to slack a little bit when Kevin Durant goes to the bench. Um, there's two games between games one and two, and two and three. So I have no doubt that Kevin Durant will not see a lot of the bench. But when he's on the bench for those two three minutes. Man, the Brooklyn Nets cannot let up. Not not in the playoffs against any team, but definitely not against a team like Boston Celtics, who has you know guys like Tatum. So we, we, that can that can score. So it's again, it's going to come down to coaching and how we counteract, um, how we counter Boston's decisions, substitutions, and all that stuff. Uh, but the Brooklyn Nets on offense, we just cannot stall when Kevin Durant goes to the bench. I think that's a very important part and an area of improvement that the Brooklyn Nets need to have. Uh, 
Boston opponents shot 34% from three-point. That's an NBA best, by the way. Uh, Boston opponents shot a little worse at home versus Boston. Brooklyn shot 33% from three at home. So it will be nice if the Brooklyn Nets can uh, find their good shooting shooting rhythm uh, in Boston. That way, when they come home, um, you know, they're right at home and they're a little more comfortable. Uh, let's see. And Brooklyn has shot 39% from three on the road for the season. So that's nice. Almost 40%. That's pretty high. That's pretty good. Uh, let's see. I also had, I was just going through some stats. Like I'll just pop up with some shit in, in, in my head and, you know, I start to look it up. I, and I, so I looked up under three minutes. Under three minutes, what's your field goal percentage? What's your three-point percentage? We'll start at the bottom. Under three minutes. Jason Tatum with three minutes remaining. Jason Tatum is shooting 43% with 28% from three-point. Jalen Brown under three minutes, 45% field goal, 28% three-point land. Kevin Durant under three minutes shooting almost 50%, 49% and 30% from three-point land. And Kyrie Irvin under three minutes is shooting 48% and 45% from three-point land. Man, I don't care what the fuck anybody says. Kyrie Irvin is a fucking legend. He's a Hall of Famer. I don't care what anybody says. I liked him when he was in Cleveland. I liked him when he was in Boston. And I fucking love him now that he's in Brooklyn. Kyrie Irvin is a baller. He's a student of the game. He is so damn good. So damn good, man. I'm I'm really happy to have Kyrie Irvin on the Brooklyn Nets. Um, let's see. What else did I have here? Also, oh, well, you know, if we're keeping up with stats here, uh, with five points, within five points or less, ahead or tied, less than five minutes remaining, Boston is 13 and 15 on the season, shooting 25% from three-point land. Brooklyn, same scenario, within five points or less, or within five points, ahead or tied in the last five minutes of the game. Brooklyn is 22-10, and 10, shooting 32% from three-point land. Brooklyn Nets are clutch. They have two of the most clutch fucking players in the league. I really have little doubt. The Brooklyn Nets will get this shit done and beat the Boston Celtics in round one. It's a damn shame because I think Boston can put up a good fight. But I don't think they can fuck with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Plain and simple. They're just too damn good. They're too damn good. Uh, you know, and, and when we... Th- I'm going to go back to coaching a little bit, to Nash. When you think about everything that Nash has had to deal with during the season, it's fucking crazy. All right? They were in first place for a while during the season. Then they lose Kevin Durant. They lose a hold of first place. There's no Kyrie. Then there's part-time Kyrie. Then they lose Harden. Harden quits on the team. Patty Mills sucking ass. They trade Harden. Trying to find how to incorporate Drummond and Curry to the lineup. And, you know, figure out rotational minutes and all that stuff. Like Nash has had to deal with a lot, man. And there's no fucking doubt in my mind if Kevin Durant doesn't get hurt for the season 
and we have Kyrie Irving. We probably still have James Harden. We would be running away. We would be the one or two seed, like no doubt. But all that would mean that we would have to keep James Harden. I, I never fucking liked James Harden. Um, I'm glad he's off the team. I don't want to talk about James Harden because I really hate the guy. I'm glad he's in fucking Philly. Actually, I think he's going to have a pretty good postseason. Um, whether it's for one round or however long Philly's in it for. I think James Harden will do all right, but who cares? He's not on the fucking nuts anymore. Um, that's pretty much all I have on this series, man. That's that's kind of what it boils down to, you know? How Boston switches on defense. Uh, it's going to come down to coaching. Perimeter defense. Boston has pretty good perimeter defense. Uh, the role players and the bench. And who's gonna who's gonna show up under three minutes? Who's gonna show up under five minutes with you know the game within reach? This is gonna be a really, like I said earlier, a cat and mouse game. It's gonna come down to coaching, who can counter, whose moves, whose substitutions, when you call a timeout. Um, you know, I don't think there's any question that Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Jason Tatum will get theirs. Um so I look forward to the Nets winning this fucking series. And I'm not picking the Nets because that's my squad. I'm picking the Nets because, honestly, they have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And I think that's pretty damn unstoppable, if you ask me. They're just that good. They're just that good. And then you you throw Bruce Brown into the mix. You throw uh, Seth Curry into the mix, who has been great for us. I, ho- I hope his ankle is is, is straight. And then you bring in Ben Simmons. Man, if we can get past this round, I promise you, I promise you, this Brooklyn Nets team will be, will just look different. It will feel different from, from your couch to the TV. It will look different. It will feel different. Um, so I look forward to this series, man. Fuck Boston. I don't like Boston, but I do respect them and I respect their fans, some of them. Uh, but I, I respect this Boston team because, you know, they're tough. They're tough. They've had a good season. But I honestly believe, you know, and I'm, I'm, I am keep it honest with you guys, man, and with myself. But I really feel like this Boston Celtics team has peaked a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they've played well for a while now. Uh, I don't know if they can keep it up much longer. The playoffs are a different beast. So look out for for Brooklyn because I think um, I think we haven't peaked. We haven't played our best yet, and that's fucking exciting. If the Brooklyn Nets have not played their best yet, then fuck their best with two of the best players in the NBA. That's a scary thought. Let's hope the Brooklyn Nets come through. I think they will. Um, thanks for listening. I'm sorry this came out late, but I've been fucking busy with other shit. Um, man, go Brooklyn, baby. Let's take care of business.